Welcome to the 15th episode of Fortune 1000. Um, and of course, you can visit fortune.tech.org. Uh, you want to see previous episodes. Fortune 1000 is a series where we look at companies that are in the top 1000 sorted by market cap in the world. Uh, selected at random and, and get some information about these companies and you know things we can learn from them. So today we're looking at ANSYS um, uh, the last time we checked it was 779 and the list right now is 784 um, on 15 January 2023 has a market cap of $22 billion, a share price of 254 So revenue um, in 2022 was about $2 billion, an increase from, from almost $2 billion, not so much of an increase, but the being on a rise in terms of re- revenue. Uh, earnings um, has also been on the rise. Last year, they made earnings kind of similar to a profit of of half a half a billion dollars, so point five billion dollars. Interesting. What does Ansys do? Ansys Software and Tech. Okay, we're gonna figure out the so Ansys Inc. Company based in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, United States. Um major industry computer software it was founded in nineteen seventy. So wow, that's like almost fifty years, am I mistaken? Yeah. 52 years, the year 2030, 2020, there were 50, it's 52 years. So it's, it's not, it's not a small company. And this adds Rocky DM to the list. What do they, what kind of software do they do? Free trials. What's this? Okay, well, we'll get the information. 1970, five, as of 2021, they had about 5,100 5, employees. Key people, Ronald Hovsepian, who's the chairman. Gonna find out more information about this person. Okay. Um, Ansys Inc. is an American multinational company 
with its headquarters based in Cannesburg, Pennsylvania. It develops and markets CA computer aided engineering um, and multi physics engineering simulation software for product design, testing, and operation. Oh, that's interesting. And offers its products and services to customers worldwide. Hmm. So it builds simulation engines, simulation software. That's interesting. And this was founded in 1970 by John Swanson. I'm going to get some information about that person who sold his interest in the company to venture capitalists in 93. Uh, so Ansys went public on NASDAQ in 96, three years after he sold. In the 2000s, the company acquired numerous other engineering design companies, obtaining additional technology for fluid dynamics, electronics design, and physics analysis. Ansys became a component of the NASDAQ 100 index on December 33, 2019. Origins. The idea for ANSYS was first conceived by John Swanson while working at the Westinghouse Astronuclear Laboratory in the 1960s. At the time, engineers performed finite element analysis by hand. And finite element analysis is a, is a method for numerically solving differential equations arising in engineering and mathematical modeling. Oh, <laughs> so they had to solve these equations. Wow, with their hands. So having software to to do this is like really time saving. Typical problem areas of interest include the traditional fields of structural analysis, heat transfer, fluid flow, mass transport, and electromagnetic, yada, yada, yada. All right, we'll get the gist. Westinghouse rejected Sonson's idea to automate FEA. Why would he reject it, though? By developing general purpose engineering software. So Swanson left the company. So that's an interesting thing. So where is where is this Westinghouse laboratory now? And why would they reject this idea? It's been around for 63 years. It's definitely not a fortune company. I guess, I don't know. What's the latest? It is, it is acquired by Lancaster, Pennsylvania, based on McCoy Inc., Okay, so they refuse to innovate. So here's just the gist. So, um, okay, where were we? The company where Swanson was working, they solved this thing by hand, and this guy brought the software to make things easy. They rejected it. That's interesting. So at the time, engineers performed finite elemental element analysis by hand, Westinghouse rejected Swenson's idea to automate FEA by developing general purpose engineering software. So Swanson left the company in 1969 to de develop the software on his own. Wow, sharp man. Now he founded ANSYS under the name Swanson Analysis Systems. Oh, that's where the ANSYS came. Um, SASI the next year, working out of his farmhouse in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania. Swanson developed the initial ANSI software on punch cards and used a mainframe computer that was rented by the R. Oh, so maybe those were the concerns of the companies, like, okay, that would probably cost them, like, we had to get a, get a computer, all of that stuff. Probably that's what motivated the the reason to not want to do this. <laughs> so so creating the software again, all this, you know, expert mathematical solvers by hand will no longer be 
useful in a company if you had the software. That's another thing. So maybe those were the things that the company was looking at. It's like, okay, we don't want to fire a lot of people, slash, maybe we don't want to spend a lot of money on mainframe computers. So he saw the future, the software was what's up, and then went to do his thing. That's, that's smart. So, but he was renting the mainframe computer by, by the R. Western House hired Swanson as a consultant under the condition that any code he developed for Western House could also be included in the ANSYS product line. Oh, this was after the, he left. So they now hired him as a consultant under the condition that any code he developed for for Westinghouse could also be included in the ANSYS product line. Westinghouse also became the first ANSYS user. Also, it wasn't it wasn't so much of a beef. They like when he proved himself, they hired him back. There was the courage he had to leave the company because he 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 knew what the hell he was doing. I knew what the hell I was doing. That's good. History by 91 Sassy, which is what the company was called at the time, had about 153 employees and 29 million in annual revenue. So, something really broke even. Either they got like great customers or something. Like, how do you get from 191 employees and what's that 29 million to um, what's that 2 billion in revenue okay controlling 10% of the market for finite element analysis software 10% of the market is 29 million so it's a $290 million industry. According to the engineering design revolution, the company became well-respected among engineering circles, but remained small. In 92, Sassy acquired CompuFlow, which marketed and developed fluid dynamics analysis software. In 94, Swanson sold his majority interest in the company to venture capitalist firm TA Associates. Peter Smith. Uh, so he left. What did he sell for, though? Peter Smith was appointed CEO. So the founder is not really what made the company a fortune company. Peter Smith was appointed CEO, and Sassy was renamed after the software ANSYS the following year. So quickly <laughs> reorganized. But what did he, how much did he sell his? He sold to the to the devil. And this went public in ninety six, raising about forty six million in IPO. So I, I guarantee he didn't they didn't sell that if if they IPO that forty six million, I mean he, he didn't sell for that too much. Anything closer to that but let me not assume. But ninety seven Ansys had grown to fifty million in annual revenue. In the late 90s, ANSYS shifted its business model away from the software licenses and corresponding revenue declined. Hmm. In the late 90s, it shifted its, or it, it had software licenses. However, revenue from services increased. Okay. From ninety six to two thousand, profits at ANSYS grew an average of one hundred and sixty percent in a year. From ninety six to two thousand, so every year the pro the what's that? That's profits. That's a good growth. In February two thousand, Gene Cashman was appointed CEO. So this is under the leadership of Peter Smith. 
this is where this changes this growth to to what uh, first they went public okay 94 he became ceo took it public and grew the revenue cool february 2000 jim cashman was appointed ceo Current CEO uh, Jay Escopal was appointed in early 2017. So they've made a couple of acquisitions, which I guess bolstered the the power of the company. Smokes. That's a lot of that's a lot of acquisitions. And who's funding it? So they bought in '99 the bought Centric Engineering um, Systems. Which does fluid structure and thermal analysis for an undisclosed, undisclosed amount. But ICM mesh simulations for 12.4 mil. 2000, 2001, Cadeau. 2003, CFX, 5 Century Dynamics for 5 million. Harvard Thermal. They've done a lot of acquisitions. I kind of wonder what's the um, underlying motivation for each acquisition. Fluent Inc. for two ninety nine million, Unsoft Corporation for eight twenty three, eight hundred twenty three million, Apache Designs for three hundred ten. Estoril Technologies for fifty-three million. This was a huge. This is a huge acquisition, almost a billion dollars. What did they? Unsoft Corporation. Unsoft Corporation. That's interesting. They bought that stuff for almost, almost. Uh, holy smokes! Acquired by Ansys. Unsoft.com. So I guess all of these acquisitions, but for one, head, they all redirect to Ansys. You know, get all their cost. They probably had a lot of users, and then I wondered the motivation to sell. Apache Design Solutions, three ten million. What other huge acquisition here? Seven seventy five million LSTC in two thousand nineteen. That's quite recent. That's crazy. There's a lot of other acquisitions that are undisclosed. Zmax design and analysis of both imaging and illumination systems for four hundred eleven million um, in twenty twenty one. And four acquisitions last year. So, they've done a lot of acquisitions. So, the total assets of $6 billion. Okay, so I guess that's what explains the market cap. That's what explains the market cap. The revenue. Mm. So, that's where I need to do that connection. That's how... How do does revenue earnings connect to people's market cap? Whatever. So the engineering simulation software. Ansys develops and markets engineering simulation software for use across the product lifecycle. It's used to simulate Ansys mechanical finite element analysis software. It's used to simulate computer models of structures, electronics, or machine components for analyzing the strength toughness, elasticity, temperature distribution, electromagnetism, fluid flow, and other attributes. ANSYS is used to determine how a product will function with different specifications. Without building test products or conducting crash tests, uh, for example, ANSYS software may simulate how a bridge will hold up after years of traffic, how to best process salmon in a cannery to reduce waste. Okay, hold on. ANSYS is used to determine how a product will function with different specifications without building test products 
or conducting crash tests. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So someone's trying to build a new product. They wanna they wanna test it without actually testing it physically. They test they build the simulation for the product. Hmm. Where it simulates like real life forces and whatnot. Crash tests. Wow, that's cool. So that's the software may simulate how a bridge will hold up after years of traffic. Wow. How to best process salmon in a cannery to reduce waste. How to design a slide that uses less material without sacrificing safety. Mm. This is very useful. This is very useful stuff. Like... This is this is very useful stuff. And I bet they would need virtual reality um a lot. They they need to they need to jump into VR. Like there's no there's no way. Like they can't like they need VR. Like VR seems at the, this is the next level for them, which I think they must already be jumping into already. Suchata, Jared, software development, design, math, and science. Yeah, this is this is cool. IoT. Yep. This is <laughs> interesting. Never heard of this company. All right. That that makes sense. I wonder, like, okay, what's so typical pricing free trials? Now nah, this is case by case. It's, there's no way there can be any any clear pricing for this. I don't like how how will someone even or products and services pro applications. Electronics, reliability, power electronics. Right, hold on. All products, view all products. So they have 90 products. All software. Free trial. You have ANSYS Mechanical. Structural FE Analysis. ANSYS Discovery 3D Product Simulation Software. Hmm. For light. Properties database and space coming 3D CAD modeling and even for space and all of that stuff. So, someone wants to be like a you know space inflatable. They can be. They have to use this someone like this to simulate how that will work in space. Optic Studio and POS and HFSS 3D high frequency simulation software. So it has about 90 products. 90 products. Mm, a lot for Workbench. Four free trials. So what's the cost of like a... Let's see. I have free trial. They don't tell you the... And Where is the software used? I guess the EM... IoT. Hmm. Vehicle powertrain simulation software. See what ANSYS can do for you. Hmm. So you can simulate, say you're building a Formula One car, you simulate what how it will operate the, on the road. Like, who who are the biggest clients, though? Um, probably private information. Anyways. So most ANSYS simulations are performed using the ANSYS Workbench system, which is one of the company's main products. Typically, ANSYS users 
break down larger structures into small components that are each modeled and tested individually. A user may start by defining the dimensions of an object and then adding weight, pressure, temperature, and other physical properties. Finally, the ANSYS software simulates and analyzes movement, fatigue, fractures, fluid flow, temperature distribution, electromagnetic efficiency, and other effects over time. Wow. A very good physicist working, working there. ANSYS also develops software for data management and backup, academic research and teaching, ANSYS software is sold on an annual subscription basis, so that's what they do. That's the smart way. That's the smart way. Subscription. See, it's not a one-time thing. That's how this thing business. Okay, so um, brief history here. The first commercial version of ANSYS software was labeled version 2.0 and released in 1971. At the time, the software was made up of boxes of punch cards and the program was typically run overnight to get results the following morning. In 1975, nonlinear and electric features were added. The software was exclusively used on mainframes until version 3 that was introduced for the VAX station in 1979. Oh, so it's when floppy disks and CD-ROMs. Version 3 had a command line interface like DOS. Crazy. In 1980, Apple II was released, allowing ANSYS to convert a graphical user interface in version 4 later that year. Version 4 of the ANSYS software was easier to use and added features to simulate electromagnetism in 89, ANSYS began working with CompuFlow. CompuFlow's Floatran Fluid Dynamics software was integrated into ANSYS by version 5, which was released in 93. Performance improvements in version 5.1 shortened processing time two to fourfold and was followed by a series of performance improvements to keep pace with advancements in computing. ANSYS also began integrating its software with CAD software such as Autodesk, which should be the king of this thing. I think Autodesk will be the biggest. I don't know if they're into simulation, but not. Uh, let me spy Autodesk here on the list. Autodesk will be like 397. It's like double. It's just um, okay. So in '96, ANSYS released the Design Space Structural Analysis Software. The LSDYNA Crash and Drop Test Simulation Product, and the ANSYS Computational Fluid Dynamics Simulator. ANSYS also added parallel processing support for PCs with multiple processors. The educational product ANSYS was introduced in 98. Version 6 of the main ANSYS product was released in December 2001. Version 6 made large-scale modeling practical for the first time, but many users were frustrated by a new blue user interface. The interface was redone a few months later in 6.1 all this version changes. Version 8.0 was published 2005, having fluid structure interaction software. Version 12, 2009, to overhaul the second version of Workbench. Okay, in May 2020, ANSYS joined Microsoft, Dell, and Lendlease on the steering committee of the Digital Twin Consortium which aims to advance the use of digital twin technology. What the hell is that? Digital twin is a digital representation of an intended or actual real-world physical product. Oh, 
system or process that serves as the effectively indistinguishable digital counterpart of it for practical purposes such as simulation. This is crazy. So it's like having a parallel universe digitally. <laughs> wow. Advanced the use of digital twin technology. The company collaborated with the US Army and L3 Harris to advance the use of phase technical standard. 2020 Samsung Foundry certified ANSYS Raptor EM simulation solution for you know for its chips. Okay. In October 2020, the company signed the agreement to acquire analytical graphics for 700 million. <laughs> Good acquisition. 2021. Optimal Medical AG integrated their optimized digital twin technology with ANSYS Mechanical to create identical copies of cornea. Oh, wow. For surgical procedure testing purposes. So this is another thing because it seems like what they do is just mainly for physics. I don't know if they're doing this for bio, for biological parts. Doesn't seem like. But whoever's doing this for biotech, that is huge. Ansys and Siemens Energy collaborated to improve additive manufacturing processes. In May 2021, Ansys acquired Phoenix Integration for an undisclosed amount. Wow. Just the what the this is one of the companies where you look at what they're doing and you say, yes, this is a company that's gonna be useful for a very long time. I, I mean the idea itself, people the people will be replaced. Um of course. But this is an industry that will be valuable. If, like it would just be on the rise, the utility for what these guys are doing. And since acquired Motor Design Limited for an undisclosed amount in 2022. So, yeah, this is basically what they've been doing. Like, it's very, this is, this is a great company. Uh, I don't know the other big players in this space, but. This is a very, a very interesting space. I mean, they said they had ten percent market share. At what, what year was this? This was ninety one. So I wonder what percent of the market share they hold right now in uh, digital twin technologies, because that's what they're doing. It's just not just digital twin. Like it's one thing to have digital twin, then it's another thing to be able to test that model against, you know, real life. Yada yada yada. Okay, so John A. Swanson, let's kind of look into this guy's um, background here. The founder of Ansys is an American engineer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Founder of Ansys Inc. A John Fritz Medal winner. What's John Fritz Medal? John Fritz Medal has been awarded and every year since 1902 by the American Association of Engineering Societies. Oh, wow. For outstanding scientific or industrial achievements. Oh, let's check this out. And a member of the National Academy of Engineering. He is an international. He's internationally regarded as as an authority and pioneer in the application of finite element methods and finite element method is a is a method for numerically solving differential equations arising in engineering and mathematical modeling. <laughs> differential equations. Bro, so for people who have gone crazy in, in engineering and math. All right, so career. Nothing about his early life, which I would have been very interested in. Um, he's an alma mater of Cornell. 
Uh, so this guy's now so Ivy League student at the University of Pittsburgh. Swanson graduated with a bachelor's degree and master's degree in mechanical engineering uh, from Cornell in 1962 and 63, respectively. He went on to earn a PhD in applied mechanics from University of Pittsburgh in 66. Swanson began his engineering career in 63. Okay, hold on. Dude was born when? Okay, I don't know. This is okay. It was late 62. Okay, whatever. Okay, Swanson began his engineering career in 63. And was responsible for stress analysis of the components in Nerva. So, he, his, his degree was actually in mechanical engineering. Nothing had to do with software. So, he jumped into software later on. Okay, so he was responsible for stress analysis of the components in Nerva nuclear reactor rockets and served as supervisor of the core analysis and methods group and the manager of the structural analysis group. While there, he used and developed computer codes to model and predict transient stresses and displacements of the reactor system. Developing a 3D analysis model, he wished to integrate different computer codes in order to streamline the processing, but left Westinghouse in 69 when he was not supported in his endeavors. He then founded his own system called ANSYS Inc. in 70 to develop support and market the ANSYS simulation software program he was developing. The software became an industry leader for assisting engineers and designers in optimizing product development processes in the aerospace, automotive, biomedical, manufacturing, and electronics industries by simulating how products will function in real life. The company eventually grew to employ 4,000 employees and distributes products through a network of business partners in more than 40 countries. Swanson served ANSYS as president, CEO, and director. He retired from ANSYS in March 1999 as the company's chief technologist. Swanson was named the 1987 Pittsburgh Engineer of the Year by the American Society of Mechanical Engineers, ASM. In 1990, Swanson won the Computers in Engineering Award for Outstanding Contributions to the Engineering and Computing Industries. In 94, he was named one of the top five of the top 50 R&D stars in the U.S. This guy is a heavyweight. This guy's a heavyweight. In 98, Swanson won the ASME Applied Mechanics Award and received the University of Pittsburgh School of Engineering's Distinguished Alumni Award. He was awarded honorary membership in the ASME in 2003. <laughs> Philanthropy. At Cornell University, Swanson established the Swanson Fund for Excellence in Undergraduate Education and endowed the, the director of the Swanson Lab for Engineering Simulation. He also made significant gifts in support of... Okay. Man, I'm just cutting shut this stuff. At the University of Pittsburgh, Swanson donated tens of millions to the university and its engineering school, including a $41 million gift. No shit. Man, this guy is really passionate about research, which at the time was the largest single gift ever by an individual to the university. That's remarkable. At the University of Pittsburgh, he was created, he has created the John A. Swanson Institute for Technical Excellence, which houses the John A. Swanson Center for Micro and Nano Systems, the John A. Swanson Center for Product Innovation, and RFID. Radio Frequency Education Center of Excellence. He also has established the John A. Swanson Embedded Computing Laboratory in Computer Engineering. Swanson also helped to fund an extensive renovation of the School Engineering's Benedum Hall and created an endowed discretionary fund 
support scholarships and various projects at the school. Yeah. This guy's what's up. This guy's what's up. Well deserved. So current chairman, oh no, Jenfrey's medal. Uh, yeah, this is something they bookmark. Some notable engineers. Really? 2021 was given to Elon Musk. <laughs> that is very funny. He's an engineer, a freaking CEO. Nah, come on. Can't, can't be Elon Musk. Really? Anyway, I'm going to hate. Ronald Hofsepian, who is the current chairman, just a money guy. I think yeah, he cares about anything in general. Let's see. Ronald Hofsepian, born 1961, is the CEO of Indigo Agriculture. He was previously the president and CEO of Novell. Hold on. How is he the chairman? of answers am i looking at the right person here he has served as a member of the board of directors for ANSYS since 2012 and is currently serving lead independent director previously he was a non-executive chairman of ANSYS he has served as a member of the board of advisors for cloud technology partners a professional services firm in the field of cloud initiatives since August 2015. He also served as a member of the board of directors for ANN Inc. In that time, he also served as a non-executive chairman of the board of directors. Okay. This guy has just been... Hostepian received a Bachelor of Science degree from Boston College. <laughs> this guy is it's not even Ivy League. Uh, he just... Executive positions all through. He started his career at IBM Corporation, where he held a number of management and executive positions. So that's that's his that's his deal. Just executive positions. Over a sixteen year period, including worldwide general manager and IBM marketing and services. I guess it did it, 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 it was impressive here. From two thousand to two thousand three he worked in the venture capital as a managing director. Okay. That's where he started loving the Benjamins. He joined Novell in 2003 as executive VP and president worldwide field operations. 2005 to 2011, he was president and CEO of Novell Inc. He led the negotiations that resulted in the controversial Microsoft and Novell deal that was announced in 2006. What was that deal? Let me see. I don't get details of that. Microsoft and Novell. Two thousand and six. What made it controversial? So, so Microsoft in the, the upper and open source community caused by proprietary poster child Microsoft deal with Linux provider Novell shows no sign of abating. For many, it's a betrayal of the fundamental ethos of free and open software, <laughs> packed with the devil. But even though the arrangement is seen by some open source enthusiasts as on par with wartime collaboration with the enemy, reality, community developer providers are only secondary targets. What was the deal? But Novell and Microsoft have one target and they are absolutely that they are absolutely dead focused on that's the data center. So the two have a common enemy. It's about wanting to push the mainframe and Unix out. Microsoft agreed to prepaid Novell two hundred and forty mil in return for selling and seventy thousand SLES coupons. This equates to 350,000 coupons by 2012. Terms of the deal. Meanwhile, under the terms of the deal, Microsoft also officially recommends Sears Linux to its customers. 
while at the same time creating a joint research facility with Novell. The aim here is to have personnel from both organizations work together to improve interoperability between the open source operating system and Windows to create new products in three areas, document formats, virtualization, and web services. That's what's controversial here. Microsoft paid signed $700 million up front to resolve antitrust issues. Okay, I guess that deal was not smooth. Whatever. So my man here, Ronald, was in charge of this. In early 2012, Sepian was appointed president, CEO, and director of Intralinks. Under his leadership, Intralinks developed Intralinks VIA and Intralinks Deal Nexus. He led Intralinks, Intralinks during his acquisition of PE Nexus, Merger ID, and Dog Tracker. So this is really the job of executives. It's like just making key decisions like acquisitions, um, either going public, all of that stuff. I don't really need to know all the micro details of what the hell is going on in the company. He mandated Intralinks for his acquisition by Synchronos in April 2017. Of left Synchronos. CPM became the CEO of Indigo Agriculture in 2020. So, this is this this is the guys with, you know, executive roles. Executive roles. They, you know, they have a different kind of food on their plate. Um, yeah, I guess very, very great takeaways from this. Um, a lot has been learned. Ansys doing something very valuable in the world, a well-deserved fortune company. And a very impressive founder. A very impressive founder. Um, yeah, I think we're going to cap it from here. I don't know if you can find some quotes from this guy. You kind of see where his headspace is at. John A. Swanson. Yes, I don't even. So we cannot execute the consulting contacts if we don't get funding from the RDA. You need to have that expressed through the committee. It's not in really. Let me see. Are any videos of him? Gonna binge later on. John A. Swanson interview. Six years ago, that's one, one interview. That's usually the case. These guys are not public figures. The think tanks and intellectual titans. Anyways, <clears throat> um, that's. I think that's it for answers today. A uh, very impressive company, I must say. Anyways, let's see what we, what company we're gonna look at for the sixteenth episode, and that company will be Drumroll. Wow, what the hell's going on? Eight seventy two. This keeps. It's not going up. Well. Stick to the laws of random. And let's see. 872. Wow. It's very close to the end. I mean, it's still better than 873. All right. Ventas. Ventas, Inc. Based where? I don't know. It's like a United States company. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just company. Well, that's the company for for the next episode. Um, yeah, until then, if you ever listen to this, stay focused. Keep building and things that change the world positively. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.